Jose, I say, Jose, it's time to wake up. Oh, buenos dias, senorita. My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Hey, Michael, mi amigo, pay attention, it's Joe time. So it is. Pierre, you rascal, you. Let's put on the show. Mon ami, I am always ready, as you say, to put on the show. <whistles> oh, pardon, madame. That whistle was for my good friend, Fritz. Ach, to lieber, I almost fell out of my upper perch. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the glee club. <whistles> <whistles> To our new passengers, aloha and welcome. As you board, please move across your car to make room for everyone, and kindly offer available seating to those needing special assistance. The show will begin momentarily. Thank you. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. Welcome to Dave's Disney View Podcast provided on our own version of the information highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking please. Thank you. Dave's Disney View is a look at the Walt Disney World Resort and sometimes beyond, as seen through the eyes of Dave, a frequent visitor, a one-time cast member, and an engineer who simply enjoys the magic and wonder of it all. Now, please keep your party together and put on your virtual mouse ears. And by all means, enjoy the show. Hi everyone, it's Dave, your podcast host, and welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. One of the things that I find is that Disney World is a remarkable place on many levels for many reasons. One of the things that stands out to me as why it's remarkable is because of the parades and shows that they put on almost daily throughout the uh, various uh, areas of, of the theme parks. And, you know, there are amazing spectacles that they do at the end of every day at each one of the theme parks, from Illuminations to Wishes to Fantasmic, um, that really kind of capture the imagination and really do something special. And having that many shows every single day is really pretty remarkable. Each one of the parks has a uh, parade that they do with the notable exception of Epcot. For the first 17 years that Epcot was open, there was no parade there. Nothing that captured the imagination going around the World Showcase Lagoon or over into Interventions. So that's something that was always kind of lacking there. Then as the Millennium approached, uh, Disney decided to make Epcot the heart of the Millennium celebration. It was perfect because it represented all these different countries and they could kind of bring it together and kind of make it a unified world of celebration. So they set about making uh, some additions to Epcot and uh, making sure that they reflected the celebration of the century in a worldwide format. Among the things that they added was a parade called the Tapestry of Nations. It started during the October of 1999 and ran all the way around the uh, World Showcase Lagoon. It lasted about 20 minutes in total, beginning each afternoon around sunset, and on busy, busy days they had a second showing, or maybe you could call it a first showing, that was around 3 in the afternoon. It went on for a few months, just like that, uh, and then it was redone slightly after the millennium and shortened uh, just a little bit to make it a little bit more meaningful to guests, because 20 minutes is just a little bit long on the parade side. 
and each country kind of had its own smaller version of the parade. Rather than having it spanning the length of the World Showcase Lagoon, they just did portions of it in each one of the countries. So you could kind of capture a sense of it no matter which country you were in front of. And the narration they did uh, was changed just a little bit to give the host a little bit more of a gentle tone in the way that they approached the parade. And I like to think that this parade was pretty remarkable. Like many things that Disney does, this was a really well-done production. So what I'd like to do today is pay tribute to that parade and play some audio from it for you. So let's start with the name. Tapestry, of course, is a form of textile art, which is uh, woven together on a vertical loom. It's composed of two sets of interlaced threads, those running parallel to the length, called the, uh, the warp, and those parallel to the width, called the weft. The warp threads are set up under tension in a loom, and the weft threads are passed back and forth across the parts of the warps. So conceptually, the idea was weaving together all of the countries and promoting the unity and world peace that we uh, should see in the world. Because they wanted it to be a big-time production, they brought in uh, Gavin Greenaway to write the score for the show. Now, Gavin wrote the musical scores for a number of movies and shows over the years, including the uh, recent box office successes in Gladiator and Pearl Harbor, among others. Uh, and he also wrote the score for Illuminations, Reflections of Earth, which is still seen today around the World Showcase Lagoon. Disney also brought in a special director from the outside named uh, Gary Payman to choreograph this show slash parade to really bring it together. And finally, they had Michael Curry design the puppets that brought the show to life. Curry also created the animals that are used in the Lion King production uh, that was seen on Broadway. Now, these are not your average puppets. When you think puppets, don't think little puppets here. These were larger-than-life imaginative representations that were whimsical, yet brought together an element of the show that connected with the guests. Some of the puppets were over 18 feet tall and controlled by a performer in a harness. In all, there were a total of 120 puppets in the show, uh, with at least 18 unique characters that were presented without, throughout. The puppets included uh, such uh, concepts as Reverse Marionette, a large multicolored puppet with a little marionette being held in its arms. Disc Man, a large character with discs within the body and dreadlocks. This is the heaviest and tallest of all the puppets. Hammer Man, a humanoid character made of pieces of sheet metal. The Sprite, a winged character with, three, with a three-tiered tail. Angel Girl, a feminine figure with a massive wingspan and green face. Wiggle Girl, similar to Angel Girl, but had more had a smaller wingspan and lacked a face, also had the movement in the hips. You had the Birdman with a large wingspan and a crane-like face. The puppet was the hardest to control, according to legend. And then Aztec Man with an Aztec-style head, small wingspan, and several flaps at its end, similar to kite tails. The leader of the parade was Sage of Time who was represented as a stilt walker in an elaborate costume featuring, featuring alchemy symbols, gold trim on a white robe, a staff, and a headpiece resembling a sun with a face. The puppets, as they would go through the, uh, the parade, would lean down and interact with the guests, letting the fabric flutter onto them, letting them give a high five to the, uh, to the guests, and so on, to make it a more immersive experience for, for the guests and make the parade more interactive.
were also these enormous rotating drums that were on parade floats. They were interspersed in the, uh, in the parade route and had drummers on them that were tapping along with the show and the music. And I really think that, that made the show more interactive and fun because you could kind of capture the image. You know, along comes this giant rotating drum, and here's a guy just kind of beating on the drums, just banging away uh, to the tune of the music. And I thought it kind of made it a little bit more feel like it was more uh, not recorded music because it had a certain live nature to it. Now, in the spring of 2001, the parade morphed again to become the Tapestry of Dreams. The concept here was to capture the spirit of human dreams, and in particular to capture the imaginations of children. Wishes from children heard around the world were read throughout the uh, parade soundtrack. The middle of the parade had a tribute to Walt Disney, where they quoted him as the greatest and most wonderful dreamer of all. And you could say that the parade was a quote-unquote visible dream, in which ideas, images, and emotions are evoked through the puppets of music. In this version, the Sage of Time is replaced with the Dream Seekers, a trio of elf-like characters that would open and close the parade and collect Dreamtail coins that children would receive at the Epcot Kidcot stations. The Dream Seekers themselves were Leonardo Columbus, who represented discovery, invention, and genius, Elfin, who represented nature, magic, and emotion, and Cosmo, who represented space and the unknown. And once again, the parade moved in a broader uh, reach going around the lagoon like the original parade had. And I have to say, it was amazing. It ran nightly, although in a reduced fashion compared to the original Tapestry of Nations, and was finally canceled in March 2003, and the legend goes that it was due to a declining popularity, not as many people staying around to watch it. They'd wait around for illuminations, but they didn't really want to see the parade. And once again, Epcot is without a parade to call its own. But for Epcot's 25th anniversary celebration on October 1st, 2007, a special fireworks finale to Illuminations was set to the Tapestry of Nations and the Tapestry of Dreams soundtrack. And by the way, outside of the parks, Tapestry of Nations served as the theme for Super Bowl 34. that was the Rams-Titans games for you football fans, uh, at the halftime show and featured a massive-sized Sage of Time as a backdrop in addition to an appearance by the parade's walk-around version. And in the background, you've been hearing the soundtrack, and I'd like to let you listen to the rest of the soundtrack for your enjoyment.
And I really do love this parade. I really do miss it. I think the imaginative nature of it is really something. Uh, if you ever get a chance, head out to YouTube and check out some of the videos to actually see it or look for some of the pictures. You can always check my uh, show notes to see some of the pictures of uh, some of the parade uh, elements and what they look like. Uh, and that is my show for this week. And remember, if we can dream it, we can do it. Bye now. From all of us, thanks for taking a listen to the podcast today. If you're standing, please hold onto the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the show stops completely and the doors open. Ladies and gentlemen, please collect your personal belongings, watch your head and step, and take small children by the hand. As this concludes our journey, we hope that you enjoyed the show and that you drive home safely. Our thanks go to Doug at geekacres.net for his contributions to the show. And also to Craig for the original music you hear on the show. You can find Craig's music over at ReverbNation.com slash sound A. If you have questions, comments, or thoughts about the show, please feel free to contact Dave at davesdisneyview at gmail.com. Show notes and links to other great content on the web can be found at disneypodcast.net. Now, I will raise the safety bar, and a podcaster will follow you home. Ha 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 